0: Okay. So there's a the point when I knew, okay, money is not enough. Degrees are not enough. That relationship is not enough. All of these things I'm going to have to find the enoughness somewhere else. And at a certain point I realized, Oh, for me, at least, I don't know where everyone else gets their worth from where they're, where they feel that value. But for me, it was about recognizing that I was a droplet of the divine and mm-hmm. born magnificent worthy. I was just by being a spiritual being, having a human experience.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am here today with, you can't see her, but I can, this very, very bright light of a lady who I have been uh, blessed to have come into my sphere. I am so lucky and grateful for these em- these incredible people who find their way to me, or I find my way to them, and and they are uh, doing what they love and what they are here to do in the world. They are sharing their gifts, and my guest today is no different. And I'm very excited to get to know her a little bit better on this show and introduce her to each and every single one of you. I have a deep knowing and trust that something that is said today, either you know by her, by me, by the both of us as we co-create this beautiful space together is exactly what you need to hear. So stay tuned and listen in for the message, the the goal, the wisdom, that nugget of something inspirational that you needed to hear on this very day. My guest today is Sunny Joy McMillan. She is a recovering attorney and practicing master life coach. She is also the author of the Amazon bestseller Unhitched unlock your courage and clarity to unstick your bad marriage, as well as the host of Sunny in Seattle, a weekly live radio show that airs on Fridays from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW. Her work has been featured in Oprah Magazine, Best Self Magazine, as well as Anita Morjani's Hay House radio show, Explore the Extraordinary. Sunny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a
0: pleasure to be here with you.
1: And I love that you as a, As a radio show host, you know, have this opportunity. I know you've been on many other shows as well, but I love that we get to share this space where you get to be on the other side of the (laughs) microphone, if you will, today.
0: Oh no, I love it. Anytime I get to be on either end of the microphone, I'm happy. So this is fun.
1: (laughs) I can tell it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And you're you're a natural. And it's always fun to chat with people who are comfortable in this space and and that they hold that space very well as you do. So as I like to start all of these shows out, I I ask each of my guests, what they stand for in the world. And I've noticed that what's so beautiful now that I'm into, I don't know, 90 plus episodes and and probably more than 60 or 70 of those have been conversations with other individuals. It's gorgeous to see how uh, no one person has the exact same message to share. No one person stands for the exact same thing, even though there is so much overlap. And there's so much uh, similarities and themes that you could see throughout every single episode. What I love is that then there are every individual has this unique expression of the Mm -hmm. truth of the wisdom that they stand for. And so I think it's beautiful that that simple question can lead us in a whole new way every time I have a conversation. And so Today, Sunny uh, offered me her response, and I just, I thought it was so, uh, she's said a few things that she stands for, and they're all interconnected, and I imagine we might touch upon a few of them throughout our conversation, but something that you said, Sunny, I really love, and she said, to be brave enough to turn away from shiny objects and toward the light that makes them shine. And I don't know why, if it's the, the way you say that, or I love the imagery, um, and of course the na- fact that your name is Sunny to me, I don't know if it could be any more ideal that uh, you are the sun, right? The light that's <laughs> shining on all of these objects. So that to me is where I want to start. And, and it's why is that what you stand for? You know, Why? why? Yeah, why is that? Yes. And I have to jump in quickly
0: and preface this by saying I cannot take credit for how that is articulated. Um, That actually was a quote that I found um, along the journey that I felt really just couldn't have been said better about where I was in the journey. And it comes from my mentor, teacher of my heart in this lifetime, Dr. Martha Beck. Um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's from a larger quote. Um, but I just pulled that, you know, sometimes when you're reading something and it's just like, yes, that is exactly what I am feeling. How did they say it so perfectly? Um, so, and the reason that that was so important to me, um, is because for the first 30 some odd years of my life, I looked everywhere outside of me for my self-worth. Um, I didn't ever feel like I was born worthy or born magnificent and worthy of just even being here and taking up space. So I thought, well, then I've got to have the right education and a lot of money and I have to marry the perfect person and I have to live in the right neighborhood. And for me, um, I kept looking outside of myself to feel good enough um, and kept striving and reaching and, and finally got to the, the pinnacle of where I thought I would be happy and finally feel like comfortable in a crowd and feel like I was good enough to be a part of certain groups or activities. And then looked around and thought, okay, I have all the things and it's not enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, so I realized over the then, I started extricating myself from the life that I had created, a, a marriage um, I was with him for 12 years. I, I was uh, a lawyer at the time. Um, I was living in Austin, Texas, and I realized all of the things were not <laughs> my right life. Um, and so that's where I really had to get brave enough to turn away from all those shiny objects. And it used to be, I thought, oh, toward the light that makes them shine. And again, I was thinking, the light is outside of me. You know, <laughs> if you're raised in a Religious family, if I was the light, was outside of me, and I would just be maybe lucky enough if it shone on me sometimes. And then over the course of you know my journey, I realized, oh my gosh, the light is inside of us, too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know it seems probably very obvious to your listeners, but for me, it was like, oh. Okay, it's coming from outside and inside all of the things, and it is not the shiny objects. It is me. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness! Actually, I love that so much, Sunny. And I do see that. Yeah, that revelation. It 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 strikes us at some point, I think. And uh, at least I know it did for me. And and it, I remember it like hit me between the eyes. Uh, I was actually reading a book called *The Impersonal Life*, and I don't know if you've ever read that no. one. And, it also served very pivotal on my journey. A few years ago, I read it. And I remember in that moment, like, I, it just smacked me in the face. It was one of those like, oh, whoa, that's within me? Really? Oh, wow, you know? Um, so anyhow, I love it. You're right. And, and we, we we each come to that, I think, conclusion or or experience at different times or in different ways and so actually i'd love that you clarified that yeah it's, it's <laughs> cuz even when i read that i thought oh you need to turn toward the light and i still yeah. even saw it out there and it was so interesting that you you said that <laughs> yeah. so you turned away from these shiny objects uh, of a uh, marriage and a career you know of seems like a very successful right on the ex- outside of the career and i can't i can't even express how much of what you said i was just like yep yep been there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do the attorney route, but boy, everything else sounded <laughs> so familiar to me. So can you, can you tell us a little bit more about what that was like? Because, and I love this other thing you said, like, if you suspect you are meant for more, you are. So I, I tell me more about that because I think there, on your journey, you had to first turn away from those things that again, for you were what made you worthy right you had the job and the and the husband and the life right on the outside but what was that like or what was that turning point for you to say okay i'm i can take the step to turn away from those things what what would what allowed you to do that well
0: i think and i know this is different uh, at least in my experience with clients it's different for everyone um, there were a couple of catalysts for me, um, not the least of which was the writing of Dr. Martha Beck, who I mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, but uh, to to say that I was meant for something more was a scary thing because I, as I mentioned, I felt like I, I had, I should have looked around and been incredibly grateful. And I was, I was grateful for all of those things. But what I realized was that um, uh, wealth, um, houses, uh, degrees, relationships, those things to say that there was something more meant that there was something that provided more meaning and fulfillment in my life, not more stuff, not something more grandiose or fancier, but something that would fill a deeper part of me that I had not looked at before. And when I realized there was a deeper part of me that was in there really desiring, um, to expand, I thought, okay, so the something more for me meant uh, more meaning and fulfillment for my soul, (laughs) which again, I had turned away from um, the religion of my upbringing. I didn't know there was another way to connect with a higher power other than what I had been taught, which was a very fundamentalist version of a faith. Um, And so when I realized, okay, there's something really big out there that I can connect with, Oh, there's my something more. And so the thing that allowed me to do that was not only the stories of other people who had been brave enough to do it, um, but also the point where the fear um, for the pain of staying put in that present life um, exceeded the fear of the unknown. So at the time, I didn't even know what I was moving toward or jumping into. I just knew that I had to go because if I didn't, and this may sound a little extreme or dramatic, but... It felt like a matter of life and death for me. Um, my life was not in danger. I was not in an abusive relationship or anything like that. It just felt like, and I, you know, I, uh, from what I know about you, you're a very spiritual person. So um, I felt like my life would end sooner <laughs> if I didn't change course. And not that my life would be any less celebrated at the end of it, in terms of you know crossing over and. And showing up as a human being, I think by virtue of just doing that, our lives are celebrated. But I feel like there was more work that I needed to do here. And if I hadn't turned to that, maybe I would have left the planet a little sooner. So I don't know if that sounds a little dramatic or what to some people, but it felt very real to me. So um, that was what pushed me forward, not knowing even what the other side was or what, what was on the other side of me leaving that life, what that would look
1: like. Wow and and i have chills and i think that is the courage right there that's the we i think we all have the illusion that we we know or we want yeah. to know what's coming and i at least personally in this life am and in this moment in this life am being shown more and more and more mm. how we don't get to know, we don't get to know. Even when we think we know, we don't get to know, right? So that is, that's the courage is to step into that unknown, to step into that darkness. And I wanna yeah. go back because I think to hold the idea, and I, I'm curious how this was for you. I mean, obviously I talk a lot about being enough and then that's one of my core wounds as well. And that's striving, that's striving outside of myself and I need all the things to feel that way. And it's, it's a long, it's been a journey, right. Of, of unraveling that and unpacking that and looking at all of that. And at some point I remember on my path, and I'm curious if you relate to this is that Mm. I, in order to first feel enough, I actually had a hard time thinking of, of, of being um, worthy of more or meant for more. It was almost like I had to first Oh, gosh, I don't know if this if this resonates with you. I'm mm-hmm. curious if it does. Like I almost had to first be like, oh, okay, enough is enough" at first. And I remember even if I'd hear the words more, it would I'd almost contract out of fear that I would fall into uh that striving energy again. Did that ever yeah. come up for you or how did you kind of navigate I mean, it, it sounds like you did eventually be like, "I ha- I do need more," right? Like my soul is yearning for more. Yeah. How did you decipher between the again, the shiny objects versus that soulful desire?
0: Yeah, and Amanda, it's such an interesting question and I'm glad you asked it because, okay, so there's a the point when I knew, okay, money is not enough, degrees are not enough, that relationship is not enough, all of these things are going to have to find the enoughness somewhere else. And at a certain point I realized, oh, for me at least, I don't know where everyone else gets their worth from, or their, where they feel that value, but for me it was about recognizing that I was a droplet of the divine and born magnificent worthy I was just by being a spiritual being having a human experience okay so I realized at some point at least that's what I my truth was and then I, I became um, I started coach training and um, did all you know the the life coach certification and then the master coach certification and then I was like I need to write this book and I realized about a year ago Amanda I thought I'm doing it again <laughs> Just with a different, different realm. I'm doing it in the coaching circles. I'm trying to, again, build up this armor around me of, you know, the book and the certifications and the things. So I have to take a deep breath again and think, okay, just back up. You are a spiritual being having the human experience. And just by virtue of showing up in a human body, you are not just enough. You are magnificent. <laughs> so I, I've, it's a push and a pull of walking that line <laughs> even right now when you think, okay, now I figured out the spiritual stuff. No, I'm <laughs> doing it again.
1: <laughs> I so appreciate your, your <laughs> vulnerability and your truth telling there, Sunny, because you're absolutely right. We, we, can, keep, we can keep getting stuck and we trip again and we go, Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. there it is. Here I am again. We go around that spiral and then, you know, we're wearing different clothes and we're, we're using different language, or at least mm-hmm. I am, you know, now I'm just, and, and you're right. We kind of, whoop there it is again. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, what a powerful knowing and what a powerful reminder that we are a droplet of the divine. And simply by being here, mm-hmm. not only are we enough. And I love that you took it to the we are magnificent. Oh, like that's great. (laughs) That was, I, they're one of my
0: favorite, um, spiritual teachers, um, a gentleman named Lee Carroll. Um, and I, I love channeled material. Um, I know not everybody's legit out there who's doing it, but you know, I think that's what our discernment is for. So it's, if it feels like truth to me, I really don't care what the source is. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I was driving along, I was listening to Lee and I pulled the car over when I heard the statement. Born magnificent and worthy, you are. And I was like, yep, that's another one of those where it's going on my quote list. And that is going to be one of my little mantras, my affirmations, just something that I keep around. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> that was one that really stuck with me. And so Yoda like. I I love it. I, you know, <laughs> born magnificent and worthy, you are. Yes. I have to hear the Yoda voice when I. <laughs> I know. And I probably won't ever hear it again the same after you say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a powerful quote. My goodness. Yeah, that is truth. And, and thank you even for saying that. If it feels like truth, it doesn't really matter what the source is. And boy, I at least have experienced that in my life as well
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm sure there are some exceptions i can think of I, I hate to make blanket statements but for the most part if it feels like truth uh i'm with my discernment then i'm going to take it in even if it's from a source that seems strange or maybe i don't agree with fully whatever <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh i love it so okay let's go back to this the 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 courage that it took for you and then then of course you've written this incredible book Unhitched, which I mean, the title alone is very captivating, and and it is about that courage and clarity. And you know, I think for, I mean, goodness, how many of us? And it may be in a marriage, or it may be a career, or it may be you know any life circumstance, right, where we're going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just, do I have what it takes, or or am I willing to turn away from those things and step, you know, really follow the light? And again, that light within us, not something yeah. external. So, yeah. talk a little bit about that, the book, and how that really. know came to be and
0: yeah yeah and i and i also want to just say i need i feel like we show up here in human bodies in a physical reality on this amazing planet because shiny objects can be fun it can be fun to experience these things and i think it it, i speak only from my own experience of allowing those shiny objects to number one substitute for my true self-worth and number two become a distraction from something to me that is the most important guiding principle, our our relationship with the divine and returning to love, moving away from fear and returning to love um, always, over and over every day. Um, So for me, um, I was in a marriage that was, while my my ex-husband, and I also wanna preface this by saying I had a beautiful post-divorce relationship with my ex-husband. We had a really high conflict marriage. We worked really hard and we had a beautiful, loving, amicable relationship. It goes beyond amicable. To me, that's like baseline. We actually healed a lot of things that we were never able to during the marriage. So that said, when I left the marriage, it was still very high conflict, and there was we and I was a co-creator in it. He was not an abuser, an addict, an adulterer. It just we were like kerosene and fire from day one. Um, We connected on some very deep levels, but our communication and just ability to be with each other peacefully was just virtually non-existent from the beginning. Um, And so the the pain of the relationship became so much that I just I knew that I I it was my mantra for so many years had been, you know, like create perfection, <laughs> like type A personality. <laughs> and even if it isn't perfection underneath the surface, you hide it and make it look very shiny on the outside. Um, and then my mantra became at a certain point, peace. I just wanted peace. Mm-hmm. And so some really, when I moved my focus to peace, and I didn't even get more specific than that, um, some amazing things started happening in my life. Like the just breadcrumbs started appearing. I had I will say for anybody out there listening, who's feeling like they don't know how to get out of a situation, they're feeling stuck. A lot of my clients, I work most specifically with women who are feeling stuck in their relationship. Um, But as you mentioned, Amanda, it can be about a job. It can be about a place you're living. It can be about any number of things. I mean, there are things to get unhitched from Mm -hmm. other than just relationships. Um, But um, if you're out there listening and you're feeling a bit stuck, what I noticed in my life was that while I still had great fear, a lot of the courage came because exit ramps appeared um, um, and I breadcrumbs and exit ramp. And there were two or three exit ramps in my life. And I would say the writing of Martha Beck, I'll just use that one as an example. She had left a lot behind. She'd left behind a, a, a career in academia at an Ivy league institution. She left behind the religion of her upbringing. She left behind a lot of things. And when I saw that, that other people were able to do that, it gave me courage. And so I would say, if you are feeling stuck, are there some exit ramps that are being presented to you? Um, if someone, I, I, I had a conversation with, um, Ainsley McLeod on the show last week on my show. And he was saying that when he was in a really toxic relationship with an alcoholic, um, uh, he was, um, given the opportunity to go to California, a friend called and said that she was going to be gone and he, jumped on that opportunity to go to California for a month and ended up staying there forever and leaving the relationship. So I'm just, that's the most recent example that comes up, um, in my mind that, you know, these places will be presented to you where you can follow the breadcrumb to get out. It's not just you having to do everything. The universe will rise to support you. You know, what is it? The, the quote that went at the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist you. Um, that I found to be really true. So it was my courage, even in the face of fear, following some of the breadcrumbs of the exit ramps to allow me to get out. And then healing occurred <laughs> once I started following those things, instead of trying to white knuckle death grip, make it look a certain perfect way.
1: Mm, wow. That's so okay. So one of the things I know comes up a lot, specifically around relationships. So I'm just going to yeah. go there because that's your that's yeah. also your specialty, and that's what you, yeah. you you experience really firsthand. And in addition to the other things, I'm sure you left behind. There's this, uh, I, and I often find it in our um in this industry or, or in the wake of peop, individuals like us. And like those, so many listening who, you know, we, we see that life is happening for us. We, mm-hmm. we see the divine nature of relationships and how, you know, everyone is a, a mirror or a gift or, um, you know, all of these things that we've, we, we learned along the path. And, mm-hmm. um, and so from that mentality, and I don't know where you were at on your own journey, if that is what you believed at the time or not, you can share that. But Sometimes I've noticed that it can get a little tricky to decipher between, and I'm sure this is what your book addresses, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the, well, am I staying in this, again, relationship, job, Mm -hmm. living situation, whatever, because there's still something for me to learn. There's something here for Mm -hmm. me that I'm, you know, to be experiencing versus, wow, it is time. It is time to step forward. It's time to leave. So can you talk to that or address that a little bit?
0: yeah and that's such an interesting question Amanda and I would have answered it vastly differently um, seven years ago, five years ago, three years ago and just, i'm just i 'm still finding my landing spot on this quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, I think I was a lot more cavalier about our ability to just walk away from relationships. I think because I was so fueled by anger and rage in my own relationship, it was easy to walk out the door but what i 've come to find is that you know When you leave a relationship it can often you are you it's not just there's like this it's kind of like the pink cloud we i've talked about this i run a divorce support group where i did in seattle uh, before i moved here to petaluma and a lot of people would find that as soon as they would leave the relationship, it was if it was a relationship where it was pretty unhealthy, um, pretty, pretty bad, um, they would often have this pink cloud after they would leave and be like, oh my gosh, this is the best decision I've ever made. And then, you know, as time passes, it, there are certain things that come up. You're exchanging a certain set of problems often for another set of problems. So it really, what I, to answer your question, I believe it is, well, number one, if you were in a relationship of inevitable harm with someone who is a sociopath, a psychopath, a narcissist, folks that really are unable to, um, there's not a lot of research to suggest that they are able to change. To me, that's its own animal and you need to get out. Um, uh, those are a much easier answer. If it's, if it's a relationship where it's just pretty unhealthy, like mine was, for example, you really have to get in touch with your own inner wisdom about um, what you need to do there because there's a lot of room for healing, I think, within the relationship. And as I healed with my ex-husband, that's possible. But I also know that I was not supposed to stay in that relationship. And I don't know what else to call it except following my own intuitive hunches around that um, and really getting in touch with my inner wisdom, which meant stripping away all of the noise from the people around me Um, whether that be cultural influences, familial influences, religious influences, all of the things, all of the voices that are out there, but had to get in touch with my own inner wisdom and realize, okay, I could stay in this, but there is a knowing that this is not where I'm supposed to be and that I need to, if I stay here, I am not following the flow and expansion of my life. I am choosing to remain stagnant, which brings its own set of discomfort and, <laughs> and problems. Um, so it was scary as hell to follow the breadcrumb out. Um, but for me, that was the right decision. And for anybody else out there, I hate to make it a vague answer, but it really, you've got to follow your own inner knowing, however that intuition comes to you.
1: Mm. Oh, I love that. And as you've already said, it may be a breadcrumb. It may be an exit ramp. It may be a, mm-hmm. a phone call, an article, a book, mm-hmm. a book. A, a, thought that drops into your awareness I, you know and i i also love again your your willingness to be honest and vulnerable and say, wow, mm-hmm. you know what, that answer shifts and I'm still mm-hmm. looking for my landing spot. And to be honest, you know, I remember uh, Pima Chodron wrote a book called When Things Fall Apart. Yeah, I believe. yeah. there is no ground, right? I mean, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the truth too? It's like, oh, look, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to come to that conclusion now and, and, or then and later. And it's like, actually, isn't it funny how it just keeps shifting for us. And I think for you to be even willing to say that and, and to acknowledge, yeah, it, it, my answer may change. And equally, it's going to be different for every individual. Yeah, yeah, there's no black or white answer to this.
0: Yeah. And I will say, I think the main thing, I make a distinction between changing your inner scenery and changing your outer scenery. And mm-hmm. a lot of folks, when they are thinking that they need to leave a marriage, um, they think that the marriage or the relationship is the issue. And it could be. But number one, do your inner scenery work. Clean up your thinking through whatever, um, I believe you, I saw Byron Katie's book on your website. Yes, Loving What Is was such a huge game changer. That I think is the biggest source of healing in my relationship with my ex-husband. Um, but changing changing your inner scenery by cleaning up your thinking Getting really strong on recognizing your inner wisdom and intuition, knowing how to deal with your emotions in a healthy way, like doing all of that work first and then doing the outer scenery work. A lot of people want to just change the outer scenery and think that'll by virtue of just doing that, it's going to make everything better. So just
1: put the brakes on
0: do the inner scenery work and then, then change the outer scenery.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, that's a great invitation. And that may be exactly what someone needed to hear. I just, I absolutely know it. Can you um, paint us a little bit of the picture of you, you took the leap, you took that. Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest. You probably took a step. I, I don't even know if you'd call it a leap. I mean, it's a leap, but it was probably one step at a time, right? Um, yeah and you follow those breadcrumbs and how has life shifted changed transformed what is it what are you experiencing now oh my gosh amanda it's just bananas um, <laughs> just saying.
0: i i well so there was a a quote that was particularly meaningful to me there were two of them actually and i'll just share them here in case they are meaningful for someone else who is in the same place um, there was a quote that was paraphrased from the buddha um, that says that when you encounter a body of water, you will know it as the ocean because it tastes of salt in the same way you will know enlightenment and truth because it tastes of freedom, um, not safety, not comfort, but freedom. Um, and so that every day like you, you said, it was a step. I really was navigating moment to moment about what felt more like freedom. And I knew freedom because in my body, it felt light and expansive and things that felt like not freedom, like the opposite would feel contracted and heavy in my body, and I feel those things mostly in my heart, chest area. I know some of my clients feel it in their belly or gut. Some feel it in their throat. Um, it's it's different for everyone, but you'll recognize the threads in your own body. Um, so I just day by day would say what feels more like freedom, and I would check in with my body, and I would go toward the things that felt like freedom, and um, and really that's that's the the primary navigational. Tool, and now I'm blanking on what I was going to say for the second one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so funny, that was. I was gonna... <laughs>
0: Well, that one was really I'm to juicy.
1: Hold on, <laughs> okay, I well, gem in there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's oh, there we go. Thank you. You just triggered my memory. The other one that was really important to me at that time, and it's a quote from Albert Einstein, and it says something along the lines of, and I know attribution for this quote has been a little dodgy, so um, <laughs> it may or may not be Albert Einstein, but I most frequently see it with him. I don't care again where it comes from. I love the quote. <laughs> So it said the most important decision that you can make in a lifetime is whether you believe it is a friendly universe. And yeah, I, and I, at that point, because of the fundamentalist religious background, I had a hard time believing it was a friendly universe. So, but I just thought, okay, you know what, what, what the hell, what's it going to do? I've, I've already created a, I mean, I feel like I created a mess of my life. How about we do something completely, let's just do the opposite for a while and see how that goes as kind of a grand experiment. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to trust that the universe does have my back, that it is friendly, that there are benevolent forces here to support me like the magical mentors and helpers that arrive, you know, on the hero's journey on Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did that. And so to answer your question, the most amazing things started happening. Um, And I was rewarded greatly, I think, for trusting, not the least of which was, um, I value my relationship with my ex-husband so much. And he, while he actually passed away in June of 2018, um, and I miss him dearly. Um, So I'm still holding that. But I met the most amazing man and he just felt like the universe sent him into my life. And this was around the time of my divorce. And I've been with him since, and it has been, I I was repeating peace, peace, peace. That was my mantra. He is just the emanation of peace. And it's like Anne Lamott says the system works because we're not all crazy on the same day. <laughs> I'm the crazy 99% of the time, but he's only crazy one So it works really well. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. And the universe just started it, when I trusted, I wasn't white knuckle death grip type a perfection planning. I just released the death grip and waited for the breadcrumbs to appear. Things started unfolding, like us being on this volunteer trip where we, it was a really meaningful volunteer trip where we worked with elephants in Thailand and taught English as a second language to kids on the island of Lombok and all of these things. And as the trip was coming to an end and I'm panicking going, what is going to happen? This was post-divorce. This was after I left law. I'm in another state by this point. Um, where I'm not licensed to practice law and I thought what am I going to do with my life Amanda <laughs> <laughs> and this email appeared and it said life coach training with Martha Beck this teacher who I had come to know and love it starts the month you get back so I just hit register now and that was the breadcrumb I followed and the man who appeared in my life you know I chase who I'm with now I followed and all that's what started happening things that were greater than anything i could have imagined started happening um, and and they have not and i'm not saying it's not all sunshine and roses i'm in a human body i have human emotions things can be negative you know 50% of the time but i trust now in the mystery and the magic that it does not disappoint and if i can just stay with that get get aligned get my vibration right the good things continue to happen mm.
1: Oh, I am just, I am so glad that question came through and your answer was simply divine. And that is what inspiration feels like uh, Mm -hmm. to me. And that is so gorgeous and juicy and the mystery and the magic that is there awaiting all of us that, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And and thank you for calling it out. 50% of the time you may feel like (laughs) crap. I mean, like that's the human experience. You know, we... And, and let's not forget that. And let's also remember that we can hold that with the divine mystery and magic. Yeah. And-
0: I, I, yeah just yesterday, I called them bare minimum days and they are days when my vibration or my emotions, whatever they're, is wrapped up going on in this human body are just not high vibrating, high flying disc. If you listen to Abraham, um, I'm not feeling tapped in, tuned in, turned on. And yesterday was one of those days. And I just have to take a deep breath and honor that. And know that like when I woke up today and have this conversation with you, I'm like, okay, back on the high flying disc, <laughs> but it's okay to have the bare minimum days.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. And that's the permission. And can we, can we love ourselves in that and, and forgive ourselves for those days and, and be with that. And then yeah. trust, trust, trust that word you keep saying, and that is it. Wow. Sunny, thank you. And as we do that, we, that light within us, right. That light that we are turning toward can keep guiding and guiding and guiding. And, and it may be out, you know, it's, it's to your point, it's everywhere. It's not, it's everywhere. It's out there. It's in you, Uh it's in me, it's in him, it's in her, it's in that email you got, it's, you know, it's Uh everywhere. So yeah, just remember to, to keep following. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this topic where we've gone with it. I I feel like we have just journeyed together through a beautiful, a beautiful place. Is there anything more you'd like to add about that?
0: No, I think I love all your questions. This has been such a fun conversation. <laughs> Normally, you know, I'm the the if you're following like the shoulds. I because the book came out in January, you know, I should be promoting the book and I should be talking about those types of things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna have a really fun conversation with Amanda. And this is these are the things that really light me up. So thank you for bringing out
1: all of the things I love. Oh, for sure. And we will make sure that all of these <laughs> listeners know where to get this book of yours. Sure. Because what's beautiful, and here's the truth is, I mean, you are, yes, you are the author of this book and you are so much more. And this book is going to serve and is serving so many people I already know. And you alone, who you are, what you say, uh, the truths and the wisdom you have uh, you have picked up on your journey that you are now sharing with us. pooh it's gold. It is all gold. So thank you for going with me on this. And before <laughs> we conclude, I will have a few more questions because, uh, and you've already been dropping these um, little nuggets of wisdom and inspiration along the way, but let's, let's dive into a few questions. I like to ask each of my guests and the first is uh, you may have already answered this, but I'll ask it again. Uh-huh. Who is a source of inspiration for you and why?
0: Well, okay. So I, I think I talk about Martha Beck all the time because she was the, that was another breadcrumb. You know, I found, her writing found me at a time when I really needed it. But I will say just because I mentioned it earlier, Lee Carroll, who uh, channels um, for consciousness called Cryon. I have to say, I just will put that out there. That has been the biggest game changer in my spiritual journey. And it is, I will always keep turning back to Lee Carroll and, and Martha Beck um, for what I call my emotional speed dial. Those are the sources that I listen to on days when my vibration does feel low, when my emotions are low. And, uh, those are the puzzle pieces that really keep me whole. Um, yeah.
1: Mm. I love that answer. And I'm, and I'm going to just go one more layer and say, and like, cause I, this one sometimes gets a little set aside. Why is Lee Carroll that inspiration? Like, what is it about him. And obviously it's, it's the truth. And, and I mean, you're, yeah. you're getting, you're you're raising your vibration, but is there something about like why you're drawn to him? Yes.
0: The, the main answer was that the teachings, um, for so many years, when I would be sitting in a church pew, for example, um, there was something missing that, that didn't feel like the full truth. And in fact, there were some things that felt very dissonant for me. And when I started listening to Lee Carroll, I went, ah, oh, this, this feels like truth. And because, Amanda, um, that was the message that told me that things were happening not to me, but for me, because I was an empowered spiritual being who'd set it all up in the first place. Like, it put me in the driver's seat as a spiritual being instead of being a passenger or a victim of what was happening. It told me that as a a born magnificent, a born worthy spiritual being, that I had had a hand in helping pick all these potentials that were happening in my life. And I thought, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Before I ever incarnated, I came in with some things I wanted to learn, potentials I wanted to live. Okay, yeah, these things are happening for me because I was the one who helped with my creator to set them up that's why it was so meaningful to me. And that may not be truth for everyone, but this is what makes me feel closer to God. And, uh, it feels like truth to me. So that's what I've been living
1: by. (laughs) Awesome. So great. Thank you for going that extra mile with me. Yeah. What place or activity most inspires you right now?
0: okay so as I'm sitting here Amanda I literally just moved to Petaluma California which is a rural town I say rural it's like 60,000 but it's much smaller than Seattle was (laughs) and I am looking up at this rolling hills if you've been to Northern California there are these beautiful grassy rolling hills and I can climb to the top of this little one right outside my window where I'm broadcasting from today And it's like this panoramic view of the rolling hills of Northern California. And I just lay there and these birds of prey are circling above and the grass is blowing in the breeze. And I have not felt closer to the universe than at the top of that hill. And so I'm so happy to be here. So that's the place I will say for this moment. (laughs)
1: Love it, love it, love it. That is mm, lighting me up. (laughs) All right, and now what is one book that you would like to share with us that has inspired you on your journey? (sighs) Steering by Starlight Martha Beck <laughs> I'm like I sound like a broken record of I should be like
0: on Martha Beck's publicity team but <laughs> Steering by Starlight Martha Beck yep yep
1: <laughs> Love it love it love it Sunny 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 thank you for being a bright light and helping us remember to turn toward it within yes. ourselves and following it wherever it may lead us and guide us and taking the courage and and having that clarity, which lives within us. And it's not, it's not in you, you know, my clarity is not in you and Mm -hmm. yours isn't in me. And yet we can certainly shine a light for others and we can be a reminder. I love how often you offered that hearing someone else's story or having that as that laid the fr- a framework or that foundation often for you to take those mm-hmm. steps. And I, I appreciate that because that's why you do what you do, I imagine. That's part of why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. I know that, right? Yeah. The more of us who can go out there and say, look, it's possible. We've done it. Let's all do it together, right? Step by yeah. step, hand in hand. So thank you, for, thank you for being a part of that and inspiring me and inspiring everyone who's listening today.
0: Oh, and thank you for being a platform for these stories to exist so that others may be inspired. And we're reaching critical mass on the light, I think, and it's because of shows like yours that are doing that. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Mm, and for all who are listening, yes, tune into your light and feel it and, and allow it to shine the way for you. And uh, Check out Sunny, please. I want to make sure you have links to where you can find her. Um, can we get the website for them where they can yeah. go and grab a copy of the book? And-
0: so I, I will just, I will give the website for the book itself. If you want to grab a free copy, that will be the spot to download it. And it's called unhitched book. .com. That's unhitchedbook.com, and there you can find. You know, if you want to do the Googles and find out my regular website and all of this stuff, Perfect. you can. You can just do the get it all at
1: unhitchedbook.com. I love it. I love it. Yeah, go grab a copy. Make sure to reach out to Sunny if something that she said resonated and lit you up today and uh, connect with her however you feel inspired to do so. And uh, until next time for another great episode, um, many blessings and lots of love.